0: Hello and welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. I am your host LDG, and today we have a very special episode. For those who do not know, the NWSL is wrapping up its off season and is heading into preseason. So naturally, since it's the best women's soccer league in the world, we have to do our power rankings to let our loyal fans know where their NWS favorite NWSL team sits before the season kicks off on March 25th. So. As the off season comes to a close, you know, in America, obviously, we our podcast is mostly about the NWSL, but we are a podcast which covers all leagues. So remember, if you want to get the best women's soccer news available, follow us on our Instagram at the Women's Soccer Podcast with underscores in between each word, and follow us on Apple Podcasts as this is where we post our episodes. And yeah, so. Let's start the episode. So, this off-season was chaos. It was a, um, very chaotic off-season with the first with the first, excuse me, free agency period, and we saw stars like Dabinia, Kelly O'Hara, etc. move teams, and some like Marta and Megan Rapinoe stay on the same team, whereas some stars, such as Juilliards and Tobin Heath, have not signed yet. So, uh do these power rankings, we're going to go in three tiers. Champions, bubble teams for the playoffs, and rebuilding. So there's going to be four teams in each bubble and then at the end we're going to do our standings. And we're going to predict the playoffs, although that might be a little bit early. We're going to have some fun. Why not? It is, the NWSL is back, so let's have some fun, you know. It's it's, you know, preseason. Let's go. Let's have fun. This is This is the best time of the year for uh, NWSL fans, and yeah, so let's get going. Um, So let's start in the champions bucket. I think that for me, the OL Reign are the clear team as one that I can put in this bucket. They re-signed a lot of their key players. Obviously, Tobin Heath has not signed with anyone yet but you know she didn't really play much for them last year and they finished first place in the regular season before getting knocked out in the semifinals to the current 20. So they retained um five of their players that were named to the 2022 NWL best 11 first or second team um alana cook sophia huerta jess fishlock roosevelt rapino and they also added a few players this offseason through the draft they added marissa vigiano houston dash midfielders younger sister natalia vigiano and um shay holmes through the draft who's been training with them in the past so this is um a good pickup for them they have a few non-roster invites on their team for preseason. but for me two of the people that really um stand out as new arrivals is emily sonnet and elise bennett emily sonnet is a u.s women's national team defender and she adds now uh, the third usa defender to the mix of the um The rain and now they're going to have a back line with three U.S. four three U.S. defenders plus potentially Lou Barnes at left back or maybe Sam Hyde at centre back, depending where Sonnet Huerta and Cook play. So I find that this team with so much potential, I think we have to put them in the champions bucket again. I'm not going in any order for the standings; those will be at the end of the episode. I'm just looking through these teams and pick naming out some players that i think these teams that i think will have success this season and could be championship contenders so team number one for me ol rain i mean they're attacking depth balser homaitama king um lasco rapino bennett um and then from the midfield having a a duo of fishlock lafell angelina Quinn, that midfield. Those are four very amazing international players. And then I've already spoken about the back line. And in in goal, that was a question for the the rain last year. You know, they didn't have a veteran goalie. It was a lot of young goalies, but Fallon Tulis Joyce stepped up to the job, and she was incredible. So this is not a team that is going to underperform from any standards in my eyes. I think this team could go on to win, be extremely successful this season with the amount of talent they have. My one concern for them though is they could drop into the lower half of the top f- 4 teams in the league and the championship contenders because truly th- due to the fact they have so many amazing international players. And yeah, maybe there's no games happening during the World Cup in the regular season, but players are going to get called early. Players are going to be away for after the World Cup, perhaps due to injuries. You know, your team's not just going to come back. They're not going to leave the day before the World Cup and get back the day after it. It's going to be a long cycle to get all the players back to full fitness and back with the team and at at match speed because a World Cup is rough. You're playing games so quickly and there's a lot of them. So that's something that could be concerning, I think, for this team, uh, in if they do if they do get make it super far so um the second team for me i think they'll stay up there um is the thorns i mean they second place in regular season they kind of choked at the end of the season let's be real they choked a lot um Tying Gotham, which was a di- disappointing result to say the least, but they have retained pretty much everyone except for Yasmin Ryan, who went headed to Gotham FC eventually. But I still think this team has so much firepower available, so many different weapons. They added Izzy D. A- a- Aquila, um, Reina Reyes, Lauren Kozel from the draft, you know, with uh, Bixby Mike. After the World Cup, who knows? Maybe Bixby will get a call up, so maybe we'll get to see her. And Lauren DeBue is another player who I am pretty fond of from college soccer. After watching, they just—they just have so much firepower. Sophia Smith is Sophia Smith. She gets goals. Their midfield: uh, Coffee, Dunn, Porter, Rodriguez, Sugita, Sinclair. Moultrie. I mean, this team is just so stacked in so many ways, and it almost makes you wonder, like, what are this? There's a salary cap at sell, so how do they get all this talent? And they're, if they're not top four in the regular season, something has to go really wrong for the Portland Thorns. I just think they're way too good to not get a spot, a top spot. Um, so yeah, let's move on to another team. I think that could be good the san diego wave i think is another team that would be a championship contender again no order so if people are screaming that their team is not in the championship contenders but but don't worry there's still um, another team left i mean the wave the fact that they have two incredible goalies in sheridan and telford and they got a great goalkeeper from the gra the draft is and lauren so that's like something that really um encourages me about this wave team the fact that they got Giovanni DeMarco Sierra Enge uh on the draft and just they're they were able to retain a lot of their best talents obviously Jody Taylor was someone who departed but they they filled those holes with Rachel Hill coming in um they got Maggie Doherty Howard Danielle Colaprico this is a team that did not uh, they did not have a bad off season. They were they knew what they were doing coming into this off season, and they made it work. Like this is a team. Don't be shocked if they are top four because they did it this year already in their first in their first game. Uh, I mean their first season. So I definitely could see uh, them getting top four again, and maybe even improving on that. You know, this is still a team with a lot of um, room that to grow. You know, they made the semifinals, but they can keep on growing. They are still an, an incredible team. So, yeah, that's something that I think we can be excited about for the wave, and I love the fact that how they have so much experience while they also have youth, you know. Someone like Amir Ali is someone who I could see making a maybe a bigger contribution this season same with Jaden saw. When you have players like a Alex Morgan, a um, Sophia Jakobsen, going to the World Cup along with Corniak, Van Egmond, um, Germa, and perhaps Dell Kemper when she recovers. Sheridan will be away, so it'll be an it'll be a really good chance for other teams, I think, to get you know other players to get a chance to you know get to get a better idea of. How the San Diego Wave system works is, you know, there's still a team that's growing an identity being in only their second year. The last team that's top four championship contender is, I think this is not a surprising one, the Kansas City Current. They are a team that has added so much this offseason, improving their midfield tremendously, which was a weak spot for them last year, I would say. Sabinia, De- Di Bernardo, Gautra coming in. And they just added a lot of depth all around. They added Hannah Gloss and, um, and Mimi Larson, two Swedish internationals. And through the draft, they got Alexis Spanstra, Michelle Cooper, Ashley Arcus, Jordan Silowitz. Makia Minsis, um, Ella Schamberg, Gabby Robinson. They did a great job at the draft this year. Oh, yeah. And Ryland Childers. You have to remember how much depth and fluidity this team has. And just they're balanced um, in every line of the pitch. That's something that I think that will be really great for them because – i feel like last season it was almost like a little bit of a you know um cinderella story first to worst to first and they did such a great job getting to the championship considering their two most marquee offseason signings got acl injuries right and obviously lynn williams is back playing with uh, now on gotham fc and US, you know it's gonna take a little long time to get her um back to full fitness i think you know she i don't see her being at the world cup this year and claire lavogé is another player who the club has reported will be available mid-season after her recovery is complete so that's another amazing player to add back into the mix who was clearly very incredible for them at the beginning of the season so yeah that's something i think that I could, I would look for Kansas City, San Diego, OL Rain, and Portland Thorns are my teams that I'm looking at, you know, for this uh, season to be, you know, really big competitors, and I would be pretty disappointed, to be honest, if they don't compete, because we know how much uh, these teams, how much quality these teams have and possess, and they've had this quality for a long time, they just haven't um some of these teams like kansas city uh only one of them has actually won a title before in as this as their current franchise so and as the thorns so you know i think it'll be interesting to see if one of those four teams can win the title but there's still you know there's eight other teams in this league and as any nw cell fan would know every team in this league is very competitive so um if your team wasn't mentioned I'm not saying that your team is counted out because we're gonna move on to the bubble teams. These are the teams that will finish in my projections five through eight. Um, no spot is locked in. It's not the order that I say everything. It's just specifically the um, the range of the standings that I'm gonna say. And again, anything can happen in the Cell playoffs. And that's what we'll talk about later in the episode. But for bubble teams, a team that I think Maybe I have a little bit of a bias being a fan, but Gotham FC is a team that has really improved from last season. And I mean, as a Gotham fan, it was only going up. You know, they finished, they didn't have the best seas- of seasons finishing in last. And that was, I think this is a team that knows they have so much talent and they really just need to channel that into a more. Uh, clear system. Last year it seemed a little bit unorganized at points, but they made a lot of new additions this offseason, which I was impressed with. Adding players such as Kelly O'Hara, Lynn Williams, USA players with Aldi Long coming back from maternity leave, adding young stars like a um, uh, Yasmin Ryan who's another player to look for for the future and for the draft, adding Jenna Knightsworth, Ileana Hawking. So there's definitely, I, I mean, I could go through so many more additions that they've made, but I just think the team has made a big improvement and I I really felt last season, I was confused as many f- fans of the NFL were, like, why was this team not working? The team that they had should have been a lot better than they were, and now with adding a lot of new pieces, I think that this team could easily be a title contender if not as a dark horse. I don't think that they're going to be dominant and going to win every single game. Don't get me wrong. But I could see them finishing 5th, 6th, 7th, maybe 8th. But um, we'll we'll lock that standing place in later. For now, uh, let's talk about other teams that I think could be Bubbles teams. Um, The Orlando Pride. That's a team that I really just like this year I don't know why I just feel like there's something with this team that I just really feel is a good fit with the whole um way that the, the pride usually plays I think they're a pride tendency that we've seen throughout their existence uh it's just not enough of a system again this is another big problem that the pride had last season and I think that considering the injuries they did very well don't get me wrong finishing in eighth place in a league this competitive is very impressive but for me this year I want to see them make the next step to being a playoff team I think that last season they showed and they had moments of how great their youth is and how Uh, whoever was the scouting department of the pride at last year's draft team did great and I think this year they did amazing as well in the draft bringing players like Madrill, Bright, Hanson, Yates. I mean Bright, Hanson, and Yates are some of my favorite players in this draft class and they got them in rounds two, three, four. This just shows the intelligence of this front office and I think just the um the ability to fit right into this team i think they have so many great young attackers we've seen that last season and they added adriana brilliant brazilian international into the mix um and i think ali watt will and hayley bajuga who came mid-season last year will have a better chance to fit in with the team i think their attack is not going to be their problem this season and I think they showed last season a lot of bright spots up front. I think that defensively was their biggest concerns, but I think they really addressed that well. They added Tori Hansen, they added Emily Madrill, those are two players that I think really will make such a big impact. Obviously, Madrill, the third pick in the draft, you'd hope for her to have an immediate impact. And Hansen, you know, the UNC program is a very intense program for women's soccer and considering all the injuries they went through this season Tori Hansen stepped up she did the job she got them all the way to the final as a very you know she wasn't the most experienced college player and I think she made the right decision applying to the draft now because teams know how good she was in college and I think her skill set will naturally translate to the pride team and I could see I think this is a great spot for these players to be in because of the fact, you know, this is a team where they can slip right in, they, they fit the team's needs perfectly, and I could see Hanson and Madrill making an impact from day one on this team. Um, and yeah, I think that the biggest question for me is the defense holding up for them, and I think, like, goalkeeping's another one for me, losing Aaron McLeod is a big problem, and the midfield is something that I think could be different. I think there's a lot of question marks for this Orlando Pride team, don't get me wrong. Um that's why I I think they have the skill set to be a top six team in this league. But I think that they need they're gonna need time to adjust. I think they have so much attacking talent, but it'll be interesting to see how what, what kind of role players like Martha, Adriana, um bright they all play i think that's gonna be really interesting so yeah the pride is another team i think could be bubble playoffs and you know maybe make a run if they if i do have them making it uh next i have two more teams i have angel city and houston i loop these teams together for a reason because i think they are in the exact opposite different buckets i think that the dash have a team that is you know they made the playoffs last year they have to repeat it again, you know, they got, they got, they, they know, I think they know the skill set that they have, they can, they can do this, right, they will be able to, um, they have the skill set to win games, I don't discount that, and I think that this is shown, and they added Courtney Peterson, and a lot of talent this off season. They added Ordonez. Lately, they added Barbara Oliveira. Um, Loaning Paulina Gramalhia was a very smart decision in my opinion. So yeah, I think this team is just a very impressive group of players. Um, I think you gotta look at someone like Minshew Prince, who you know perhaps can be back from her injury. Although it's a you know perhaps we have to. We'll have to wait and see when she's able to come back. But for me, looking at non-roster invites, Hope Reslin was someone I was really happy for her um, to see her get that roster invite because I thought she was a player that, you know, she didn't uh, get a lot of playing time with Angel City, but I thought she was a player that, out of all the Angel City rookies, she was one that impressed me the most, that, you know, didn't get as much playing time, perhaps, because of the ability she had with her left foot, which is not something that's super common. It's like, there's not a lot of left-footed dominant players in this league. And considering the midfield will have some holes with players like Sophie Schmidt potentially going to the World's Cup if the whole Canada issue gets solved, listen to my She Believes Cup episode coming out later today to hear more about that. But, um, you know, there's going to be holes to fill and I think Hope Wrestling a non-roster invite that stands out to me. Shea Groom's a player that I think really needs to take that next step and show the form that she had at the Challenge Cup in 2020. I think that the biggest question for her is going to be, can I replicate that form and will I be able to on a consistent basis? Yeah, that's something for me I am curious about. And up top, obviously, Ordonia is coming in. Ebony Salmon and Maria Sanchez were very great last year. Another... Cameron Tucker, great young player. Gotham released her on the Weaver Wire. Don't know how she ended up there. I think that she was one of the most talented attackers on Gotham last year. And for Houston to pick up another player, great addition from them. Their GM, Alex Singer, is doing an incredible job so far. I think that she is really building a team that is, has a mix of win now and youth. And I think trading that 8th pick, you know, was the smart decision. Getting a player like Diana Ordonez with the 8th pick. I mean, I'm pretty impressed by that. That trade, that's a very nice trade to be able to make. Um, I think, yeah, that's a team. Uh, Marissa Vigiano in the midfield is someone I would look for to make a big impact on day one. You know, she had a great season last year. And that's what I think about the Dash. I mentioned Angel City with the Houston Dash solely due to the fact that i think that they're in literally the exact opposite boat i think in houston dash they had an established team last year and they you know they made the playoffs for the first time whereas angel city you know they didn't it was a new team right they didn't uh they didn't have an established team it wasn't a a team that you know is fully uh going to be like they weren't they were an expansion team. They weren't new. They didn't have the chemistry that other NFCL teams have. And I think Angel City's preseason roster didn't make too much offseason drama happen, but uh, Alyssa Thompson was for the draft. was a nice pickup, in my opinion. Um, they added uh, Katie Johnson in free agency, another player I really like, uh, and I think she should get more minutes. Um, they acquired Merritt Mathias in a trade, which I think is a good signing. And a few non-roster invites. I hope I hope that Jamie Richardson and Taylor Armory get some minutes because I think they both have really promising abilities that can help this league. And I think that can help this team. And I think a few stars that stick out to me with the U18 trialists number one pick Alyssa Thompson's younger sister Giselle will be training with the team throughout the year as a U18 trialist according to the Angel City Club website alongside Mia Mainstrella who's another player who will be another one of their U18 trialists so that's uh, good news for Angel City to have some players you know available for the future with no homegrown rule in the NWSL so Now that we've gone over the um, bubble teams, let's go over rebuilding. And these are teams that, again, they could move up into the bubble team. I'm just solely thinking about the players that they've lost. And in the rebuilding, it's not necessarily saying these teams are going to be bad. Uh, uh, Finishing ninth place in this league is a hard thing to do. You know, every team is so competitive. Every week is... um, a hard game to play. There's no easy opponents in this league, so I think that taking that aside, you know, there's obviously still gonna be players at the bottom of the standings. That's just how sports and life works. You know, not everyone can be winners, and I think that Louisville's one of those teams that I think can challenge for the playoffs. But I just don't really see a playoff run happening solely to the fact I don't see a superstar on this team. I see a lot of young promise. And I think that next year, they can be in that championship contenders. I really do. I think that this team has such a good young core. I see them being championship contenders next year. This year, I don't see that happening because they have so many new names. Um, Including a few U18 trialists. They added Tritney Watson as a trialist this season. Um, off season, they added Ari Borges. Um, they also added Ellie Punti Ganson alongside Carson Pickett and Abby Erseg, were a few good additions. Also, Tembi Katlana should make her. Um, reducing Louisville debut. So I think that they did a good job with the offseason. They just don't really have a player that wows me. Uh, I think they have a lot of very good players and a lot of very great talents, such as Savannah Vincenzo, Jalen Howell, um, Amina Akic. These are players that I could all see grow into all-star level players and U.S. Women's National Team players. But I think it's a little too early for this team. I don't see them being a playoff contender, I see them being one of the better rebuilding teams. Um, I think 8th, ninth is a position that I think that they will be in at the end of the season. And again, again, I'm not, I think that this team is one of the most promising ones down the line. They're one of the more younger teams. They're a very young team. This is not one of the more experienced teams. It's younger, and I think that that could be a little bit of a problem for them. That aside, I do think that, what Kim Bjorgigan is building there is good. I think that what he's doing is inc- really good and impressive. So, yeah, that's my comments on Louisville. Next is the Spirit. uh I think that they, again, have a very good base, but I think that this offseason, I think they just kind of lost a little bit of direction. And again, I'm recording this. On Sunday, February 12th at 12.44 uh, a.m. P.m. Well, in the middle of the day. I'm in the middle of the day. Um, but after losing players like Kelly O'Hara, Emily Sonnet, to a defense that was already pr- struggling last season, I just don't really see a direction with this team. I see a lot of good, talented players. Again, Same, similar with Louisville. That's why I did these two in a row. I just don't really see the player that's going to... I don't see a team that's complete. I see Trittany Rodman and Ashley Sanchez, who are two of the great players. Ashley Hatch and Andy Sullivan are another two great players. But I don't see soccer is not about four or five players. It's about five, 10, 15 players. To win in the NWCL, you need depth. And that is what I'm going to say again and again and again. And I don't see depth in this team. I don't. I think this is a rebuilding year. They've gotten rid of some more experienced players and they have a lot of great young talent. Again, similar boat is Louisville. I could see some of the teams I've mentioned earlier falling off next year, and I could see Louisville next time, as I'm recording this next year, Louisville and Washington, they're going to be in bubble and champions. I guarantee that. Unless something crazy changes, I think this team is, these teams are very talented, I just don't see that happening this season, because I think that Trittany Rodman didn't have the best season last year, and... When I say that, I mean the most respect to her because I know how good Trittany Rodman is. And when you have a player like Trittany Rodman, you want her getting 10, 15 goals. And I'm putting a very high expectation on Trittany Rodman, but I think that that's how good she is. And I know how good Trittany Rodman is. I think any NWSL fan can testify to the fact of how electric she was as a rookie. And we saw parts of that last year, but I think we need to see a more complete season from her and Hatch. And the team last season, they only won one game. They won one game. Like, they had 11 ties. They choked a lot. I think that's not a stretch to say that because they just didn't do great last season. It was a, it was an off year. And it was very odd considering that they were one of the um, more uh, teams that I think a lot of people expected to be a more... Um, experienced and well-rounded and after winning a championship and they had the championship ability but it just didn't work out i think so last two teams north carolina and chicago are both in rebuilding and that's simply due to the fact i just don't really see a vision again sorry chicago lost their home in fields i see a lot of great players on this roster don't get me wrong do i see a complete roster no I don't see one. I don't see a roster that can win an NWSL championship. I don't see a roster that can compete with the playoffs. I see a roster with a few very talented U.S. Women's National Team players, but not enough depth. And I think the thing is, is every NWSL roster has incredible players all across it. But there's levels. And I think this team has players like Nayar Davidson and Swanson. And perhaps you could include Malazzo and Kruger in that pool, but I think the drop-off in talent between the top players is pretty massive, and I think that adding players by like Penelope Hawking and Ali Sheagle for the draft was great, and I think they did a good job on the waiver wire helping that midfield with Carrie Vaccaro, Addy McCain, um, Jenna Bike being traded, also picked up for trader waiver wire, and Sophie Jones for the draft. But I don't see this team being complete enough. The Red Stars, I don't see enough of a vision, I don't see enough of Uh, a winning mentality and experience in this league, I think that will win them games. I just think that they could finish 11 for 12 this season. I don't think they have enough overall talent across the roster to compete with the teams like the... When you look at them in comparison, again, every team in this league has so much talent. But when you compare them to a team like the Thorns, it really shows you how much they're off. Lastly... North Carolina what happened this team just a few years ago were the powerhouse of the NWSL and that is all erased all of it's gone except for Denise O'Sullivan (laughs) all of it's gone that's not there anymore and I think it's kind of it's depressing yes but I think it's the start of a new era and I again is this team gonna be winning this year no 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 they are not gonna be winning a lot of games this year Is this a team I could see building a good roster for next year? Yes. I think that, you know, they build a good foundation. Although the draft, I'm a little bit confused, not going to lie. Clara Robbins was the one of the, only one of the four picks that I was, you know, had anywhere near the first round in my mock draft episode, which we did a a month ago before the draft. And I think, you know, those are the players, every draftee has a a point to prove, you know, you get selected you, there's hundreds of players, you get selected, you need to prove why you're better than every single one of them, right? This is a, and you have to prove why you're better than the other people on your roster because you're not just going to get hands at a spot on the starting 11 because you're new. You need to be better than everyone else and you need to work harder. And I think that, you know, the courage is going to take a long time to get to its point where they can compete in this league. I mean, when you lose to Binia, who, and Nordonia, they're two players that, let's be real, carried them last season. Uh, I think that Caroline is going to be looking around the locker room being like, what happened? And I think they lost Abby Urseg and Carson Pickett. Acquiring Emily Fox was a great move. And they still have players like Murphy, Fox. But is it enough? No. Again, um, I love Jennifer Cujo as a non-roster invite. Another nice pickup. But you can't win in this league with five good players great players you need players that are well-rounded experienced know the league and i love when players come from overseas come in but i think it's going to take time and for that reason i have them in rebuilding but this rebuilding box it's a re it's called rebuilding you know this is not bad i'm not gonna say you're bad i think that rebuilding is different than being a bad team because when you're rebuilding you have a vision in the future and being a bad team is you have no vision and you just can't score or defend like So now that we've done the whole episode, I've given you my intake, my takes on why I put teams in those certain categories. I'm going to give you my standings. 12th place, I have The Courage. 11th, Chicago. 10th, The Spirit. 9th, Racing Louisville eighth Angel City, seventh Orlando Pride, sixth Gotham FC, fifth Houston Dash, fourth San Diego Wave, third Portland Thorns, second LL Reign, and first Kansas City Current. And this is the regular season. The postseason, you know, it's way too far in advance to start predicting that, but I could easily see one of my champions, championship contender teams lifting that trophy. So, um, Again, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Apple Podcasts. When we post about this episode on Instagram, please feel free to respectfully um, agree or disagree with our points. We love to hear your thoughts on how the NWSL is going to play out. And I hope I see you at games this year. I'll be at Gotham FC Games cheering the team on. And I thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And be sure to be on the lookout for some more episodes coming out later today. Thank you and peace out from your host. L D G.